Ah, oh, jeez, Chris. Ah, oh, we, we we got a backlog of emails here. Oh, yeah, how many? Uh, you know, a bunch of four, actually. You know, I, I think it's a good thing that we, we get whoa, through whoa, these whoa, as fast whoa. as we can. Did you just say four? Are you bringing the number four into our podcast just like that? Just without thinking? I... I, I didn't realize that I, I, it was the number four. Four is bad you luck. Understand. Four is the number of death. What are you doing? You can't say... Oh my god, I can't believe this is happening. Were you going to say it for a fourth time? Oh my god. Oh my god. Am I breaking the fourth wall? We're playing ourselves in you this one. No dignity. Hey, welcome back to the Joe Show. Uh, no, the Show Joe with the most JoJo. Uh, the No Dignity Podcast. I'm your host, Alejandro Vargas III. Uh, and I'm your other host, Chris Ng. What if JoJo was a Shujo? Hmm? I, hmm? um, hmm? I'm not prepared to answer that question. Uh, it's <laughs> already been answered, isn't it? Kakuin, did you lay this egg? Oh. I, so, I mean, look, Joda and his, <laughs> and his place in the canon is highly disputed, Okay. I'm not here to get into that right now. <laughs> we're not going to talk about the clamp art style. <laughs> no, we're not going to talk about the Sailor Moon clamp art style. No, no, no. Clamp is um, uh, Cardcaptor Sakura. Oh, Cardcaptor Sakura. I thought it was Sailor Moon. I don't. I don't know. Is it? I'm no. I don't know much about Sailor Moon. <laughs> Look at me. I'm mistaking my magical girl animes. Um. Uh, no, I don't. I think Sailor Moon is not clamp. Mm. Sailor Moon is well, creator-driven rather than Clamp is more like um, corporate-driven. Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, because we're back, baby. And we got a few listener requests that we're going to be going through today. Yeah, here we are. It's uh, beginning of October. You know what I was thinking right before we, we started recording was, do you remember last year at this time when we were uh, making memes about Raiding Area 51 and making Mikitaka jokes. <sighs> Back when I was happy? That sounds like such a long... T- it feels so long ago like that we were talking about that. It does. I mean, I know technically I was an adult then and I'm an adult now, but it feels like I was a kid back then. It, it's like uh, that was the part four of our lives and now we're living the part five of our lives. <laughs> so what you're saying is that this entire thing is just one big attack from uh, Green Day. Um... I'm just saying, like, it's getting real, real quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I gotta fight my girlfriend's, like, evil father. I mean... Who can also shoot forward in time. Sure, why not? I don't gotta stay. <laughs> also, I'm five... <laughs> also, I'm five foot three. I never stopped Koichi. Okay, uh, hit us with the first <laughs> cue. That first sweet cue. Okay. All right, so this first question uh, is from Yoshikage Komeda. Um, They say, to Chris and Alex, Hey there, I really like how the last two episodes of your podcast, from when I'm typing this, were kind of crossover episodes, I guess. So anyways, I think it'd be fun to suggest another, this time with a video game called Danganronpa. I think it'd be cool if you two try and plop JoJo characters into the Danganronpa universe and try to think of what would happen. Also, if you guys don't know what Danganronpa is, it's basically a game where a bunch of teenagers are trapped in a high school forever. The only way to escape is to murder someone and get away with it. If the body's found, the other students have to figure out who murdered the person. If they find out, the murder is executed. Each execution is also tailored to the person who's executed. Also, this is all run by a talking robot bear. Also, every student has like a special talent uh, that they're all the best at. So there's like the ultimate gambler, ultimate breeder, ultimate mechanic, etc. It might make a fun. Uh, it might be fun to figure out which characters would have what talents. I like to think Jonathan would be the ultimate gentleman, for example. What their executions might be like, and what the overall story, how the overall story may play out. Anyways, sorry if this is super long. I just like kept writing lol. P.S. Minor spoilers, I guess. So be careful, Danganronpa fans. Uh, the dub voice actor for Caesar is also in Danganronpa, and the Danganronpa character's execution is being crushed by a rock, which I think is hilarious. (laughs) Also sad, Rip Caesar. (laughs) Alright, what's your familiarity with Danganronpa? I know that there's a title where it's all like, the Des Bear, because it's a a pun on bear. Yeah. And I like it. Yeah, that's about it. 
and there's a guy with a green jacket and white hair. Here is, I know actually the entire story of the first game and part of the second game, but it's not because I played it. Um, somebody, <laughs> God, I can't even remember who. So this must have been like 2009, 2010, 2011, somewhere around there. Um, and this was still pretty niche. So Danganronpa's kind of picked up some steam um, in the fandom department because it has been ported a couple of times. I think there's an anime now. Um, there's a there's a couple of like, sequels that have done well. So it's it's kind of got a following. Um, but back then it was like ultra niche, right? And um, somebody really was was way obsessed with it. And he's like, you gotta you gotta read this. I'm like, all right, I'll read it. Uh, and when you're you're saying to yourself, but it's a game, how do you read it? So it was not yet translated, right? So nobody could play it. And um, so <laughs> someone had... Hold up, you're, you're, you're excluding Japanese people there. Okay, well, so nobody I knew could read it. Um, <laughs> and so someone had taken screenshots of the game, um, translated them, and compiled them into this ridiculously long, like, I think it was a TIFF file. So it wasn't even multiple pages or multiple files. It was one file that you had to scroll forever to read this entire thing. <laughs> it was the most annoying experience I've ever had consuming a story because if you clicked on it, it would zoom in too far. And if you clicked out, it would zoom out too far. And then you'd have to find your place again. God forbid if you close the file because you would never find it. Like, <laughs> it was so irritating. But I liked it enough that I actually read the whole thing. But that was probably one of the strangest ways I've ever consumed a story. I don't think I'd have the mental fortitude. I mean, we were... It was young internet days, so we still had, um, you know, our old patients from Napster and Kazaa and LimeWire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I would have just tried and bought a PS Vita. Yeah, well, I, it wasn't ported <laughs> for that yet, even. I think it was only on um, Nintendo DS, I think. Nintendo DS? Really? I, so. I thought it was a Vita, like, original. I don't oh, I mean, I don't know. You're the video game expert, but I'm, I'm pretty sure it was uh, the DS. Anyway, it was a very niche oh, experience. You were, reading a 30 <laughs> you were reading a 32-bit comic. Yeah, it was, God. It was, it was a something else, but... Anyway, I mean, we could, <laughs> this could be a really long episode by itself. Um, in fact, if you, if you feel like going through it at some point, we could probably do like a, like a Danganronpa setup for like multiple parts because basically, basically it's like, so somebody kills somebody. Okay. So you've got, you start out with like 12 people or I don't know how many people you start out with 12 people. And then somebody kills somebody eventually. And basically the, the, the demon bear says, uh, like, only one of you is going to get out of here. Um, so whoever is left alive at the end, you get to go. Um, and so you can either murder people. And then when there is a murder, you, you then have to figure out who did the murdering. And if you can figure it out, that person loses and gets executed. Um, but if you accuse and you're wrong, you die instead. Ooh, stakes. Yeah, so it's like Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney, but like on edgy steroids. If I may be so contemporary, Phoenix Wright and Among Us. Oh my god. Yeah, that's true. It. I've been playing. It is. Actually, it's probably closer to Among Us than Phoenix Wright. Because, well, it has Phoenix Wright-like elements because you have to do an investigation phase and like interview phases and you're looking for contradictions in people's testimony so that part is similar um but yeah the setup is sort of like well one of us is a murderer but who did it and of course you know the murderer is trying it's kind of i guess kind of like game of mafia at the same time like trying to throw off the trail and so of course you you know you get attached to these characters but one by one all these characters are committing horrible murders and or getting murdered horribly and you know so part five yeah and you also the entire time hate the bear because it's the bear's fault that this is happening he's sort of like a demented japanese bear jigsaw i guess <laughs> um so like you could really think of it as like putting all the cast of one part into the situation and trying to figure out who who would be coming out on top 
Um, but like, because we don't want to devote a million hours to it, like pick a part and we'll just, we'll just kind of go with it. Oh, sweet. So, uh, it's, it's like a high school, right? Yeah. All right. I'm thinking that we go with, uh, some high school characters then I'm thinking part three or part four. All right. Let's do three. Cause I feel like we talk about four a lot. <laughs> we got to give four a break. I would love to talk about part four some more, but also, I mean, wouldn't Rohan just win? <laughs> What if he's the first one that's murdered? How do you catch Rohan off guard? The um, only way you could catch Rohan I mean, off guard is if the murder is Koichi. Like, he'd be the only person he'd drop his guard for. <laughs> uh, I mean, Kira killed him, but the, he had a very special stand. Yeah, So that's true. Yeah. Well, anyway. <sighs> um, okay, that one's going in the uh, Alejandro was wrong file. Well, I mean, yeah. you, no, I don't know. Part three. Um, so, Jotaro, the ultimate delinquent. Because, I mean, he has literally defined the delinquent image for Japanese manga culture for 30 years. So um, that's just that. Um, Joseph, the ultimate old guy adventurer. Is he like a... a so is it all students or are there like staff members too in Danganronpa? It's all teens in Danganronpa. Okay, so either he went through kindergarten like 12 times or... You just want to do like the, the, the student age, age characters? We could. No, no, I'm I'm completely I'm completely cool with putting Joseph in there. I just want to know if he's old Joseph or, or uh, young Joseph. Young Joseph. Uh, I don't know. I guess young Joseph. For for comedic effect, I'd put old Joseph. Right, I put old Joseph in. Yay. Uh, uh <laughs> Polnareff, the ultimate. Why I don't know. Um, jock. He's he's pretty jocky. Yeah, we'll give him a jock. Yeah. Um, I mean, Avdol's the ultimate fortune teller? Question mark? I was thinking, like, bookworm. Oh, that's true. He did know a lot about flies. Yeah, a surprising number of flies. <laughs> I mean, you know, if you love Egypt that much, I assume you'd want to know every single insect that could be found in the region. Yeah. Uh, Kakyoin. Ultimate artist. Or loner. One of the two. I mean, his art ain't that good. <laughs> <laughs> like people complain about how come Kakuin didn't use his paint ability, but I mean his painting wasn't that great. I'm just putting that out there. And what you want the dude to just start painting the enemy on the spot? Yeah, it's, yeah. Let's see. I don't know. Was he? Yeah, I guess the, the ultimate quiet kid. <laughs> Pic, picture of Hierophant Green. Don't come to school tomorrow. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> That's wrong. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. Um, <laughs> well, we just throw in Dio mm -hmm. for good measure. Yeah. Is he just like bully or? Uh... He's probably like the student council president or something annoying okay. with all that charisma that. and stuff, you know? Yeah. And Joseph, his antithesis yeah. being the, uh, you know, the, the class clown. Mm -hmm. And uh, Iggy. Uh, I would leave Iggy out. We're leaving Iggy I think we're going to leave Iggy out, and then let's. But we got to put in at least one more bad guy. Um, who would be the most compelling? Vanilla Ice, his secret lover. Vanilla Ice is dangerous. I don't know if he's that interesting. I would almost go towards like Whole Horse. <laughs> yeah, Whole Horse has got character. All right, so that's who we got. We got the Crusaders plus Whole Horse, Dio, no Iggy. Who dies first? <sighs> in this situation, I would have said. Uh... I would have said Iggy, but I can't. I think Avdol <laughs> goes down first. Does he come back at least? <laughs> I don't think so. I, I think he gets he gets taken out first because he's um, prideful about how smart he is. And I think Dio is going to understand, like, that's a problem. Get rid of the smart guy. The rest of these people are idiots. Mm -hmm. No problem. All right. So does he have Whole Horse do the job or does he do it himself? That's a good question. Because Dio doesn't seem like the kind of guy that just do it himself. He seems like the kind of guy that send a henchman. Yeah, or manipulate someone else into doing it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know how this works. I know how this works. Okay. So okay. because Whole Horse, you know, quote unquote, killed Avdol the first time, right? Um, yes. Dio has Whole Horse kill him, but you have to ask yourself, well, what does? Why would he do that? Why would Whole Horse do that for Dio? Because Whole Horse only kind of likes Dio, and it's because Dio has promised up and down that he will get away with it 
And what he does is he manipulates Polnareff into thinking that he was the one that killed Avdol. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like the way they kill him, and I'm not sure how. Like, you know, whole horse shoots him through a chest through the chest at the same spot that like Polnareff would have stabbed him with his sword, and it's the same diameter or whatever. And so Polnareff <laughs> thinks he killed Avdol. And so he's trying to hide it, and and, it, and that throws off the mm-hmm. investigation the whole time. But then, of course, I guess probably Jotaro, because that's what he does. He's the one who realizes at the last second that Polnareff has been manipulated into thinking he killed them so that they could accuse the wrong person and then get everybody killed for that. So what was once a, uh, a stray fencing accident was now a, a bullet-to-the-chest murder. Yeah, and then they nab whole horse and whole horse curses the one who set me up for this as he's getting i don't know burned this game by the way very gruesome the executions in it kind of creep me out um <laughs> you would probably like it actually as a horror fan but me i still think about this one where they burned them to death well now i'm excited i might just have to get it yeah you'd, you'd be into it <laughs> I don't want to spend that money on a PS Vita, though. No, I think it's been ported. Oh, it's on Steam. But I'm going to say this once again. I have an Apple device, everybody. I thought they just released, like, a dual... Like, it's one and two combined. I mean, originally we got this email. I checked out the game on Steam, and it said Windows. It didn't have the little Apple mark on it. No, no, but I... Hold on. That's going to bother me. (laughs) Audience loves this. Uh, (laughs) Searching up Steam. Yeah, it's on PS4, dude. Oh, well, I guess I could do that. Okay, anyway. <laughs> um, so, I mean, that's kind of the pattern of how that goes. Like, that's the rhythm of how that, that game goes. I mean, you know, quick rundown. I mean, Jotaro has to come out on top because he's Jotaro, and he's a lot smarter and sneakier than he lets on. And we know Joseph would totally sacrifice himself at, at some point during this phase. <laughs> of course. Um, probably probably to Dio in order to save Jotaro. So, so far, on our uh, dead boy list, we have Joseph and we have Avdol. Well, everybody has to die, I think. Although, I think in the game they do one of those things where they pull it off where like they save you know two or three of them, but, you know... Um, Part three is a good one to do this at because everybody dies in it anyway. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think that that kind of gives you, you the gist of, of how that question would go. Go go watch it or something, and then we'll go do a full episode on this. I think that'll be fun. But you have to really get the vibe of the, the, the rhythm of it to get to really do this justice, I think. All right, all right. You see that, audience? I have homework now. <laughs> and I just started school again. <laughs> well, you need something to work on when you don't want to work on school. I call that guitar. Yeah. All right, what's next? I'm sorry. What's next? Okay. Uh, uh, what happens in the Danganronpa scenario? No, no, no. Next question. Oh, okay. So the next question we have uh, is from a loyal listener, uh, Jevil Card. Uh, I believe that's the name of a Deltarune character. Okay. Um, Not played either of those games. I've played a bit of Deltarune, um, and I know that it is a sequel to Undertale. So there we go. That is all you need to know about Deltarune. <laughs> um, let me see. Let me see. We've got we've got a, a, a few emails here. Uh, I was listening to the vi- to the villain showdown episode, and even though it isn't technically canon, cars can replicate stands and make them ultimate, uh, like ultimate made in heaven, etc. Also, how old do you think Okiyasu and Kaicho are? Well, I think Okiyasu... Oh, puts it right there. Okiyasu's 15 and Kaicho is 18. Um, <laughs> uh, it's a, a few things, um, mainly commenting on uh, you know some of our episodes, but there is a question in here. Uh, there's also one where he says, uh, on our Part 5 Conservative Messages episode, uh, we forgot about uh, Scalopi or Scalippi. Um, I'm saying that probably so wrong. Uh, who has a crown of thorns and has hand wounds uh, that he got from Mista. Remember that in the Rolling Stone arc? Oh. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. 
right? I I didn't realize that Mister shot Jesus in the hand. Um, <laughs> but it's good to know. <laughs> yeah, good catch. Yeah, uh, they have a few more good catches too. The hand doesn't have his ball thing in his first appearance, at least in the manga. So it really was just regular hand. Imagine that. See, that that's a good one for surprises because now you don't have the obvious hand. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Uh, here's one. Even though Josefumi isn't in the OG universe, he could have been the one that saved Josuke in part four. Um, once again, that's left up to a mystery, unless in chapter 101, Araki's gonna be like, oh, I brought back the spin, but also I'm bringing in time travel. We're going back to part four, guys. <laughs> As if he hadn't gone back to part four enough. Like us. Well, I, I um, think, yeah, I mean, we still gotta do that. I still gotta catch up, because I think, I think Araki's up to something. It, it may happen, man. It may happen. He's up to something. Yeah. I, I know he's up to something. You don't just bring the spin back for nothing. A hundred chapters in. Um, and this one says, Josuke could probably heal himself. If he loses a chunk of his skin, he can go and grab it. Then he can use Crazy Diamond on it, and it should fly back to his own skin. Now, we haven't seen that done yet, but... <laughs> hmm. I I don't know. Does, can crazy, does Crazy Diamond, like, if it's detached from him, do you think that would work? Well, I mean, he uses it for the blood tracker, right? Yeah, that's what he's basing this on. He's like, uh, do you see the funny thing is like Crazy Diamond operates slightly differently depending on the situation, which is I mean, that's every stand. Right. But, um, you know, he he used his blood as the homing tracker because some of his blood was on Kira and some of his blood is in the glass heart bullet. We've we don't really see it work like that in any other things. So it's like. It's almost like he used Crazy Diamond to attract those two things together. But what was it trying to do? Like repair the blood? And why didn't... Oh, I guess that was his point. Like once it's once it's dried, it's not a part of me. So when he was trying to put it together, it went to the like pieces and not back to himself. See, this is the JoJo logic that never crosses my mind. So I think it wouldn't work because skin that was fell off of him would be on the ground... And it would go toward other skin that was on the ground, but not to himself because he can't repair him. He can't use it on himself. I think this is the horror brain speaking. So what we're saying is that theoretically we could have a Josuke skin suit. Yeah, well, and it's also, it's, I think, you know, the question that you have to always apply to um, these things is, are we using our Western brains or are we using our Eastern brains? Um which is something I've, I've spent a lot of time thinking about lately um, in particular because I watched this really great YouTube series on um, Persona 5 and like the Japanese cultural subtext to some of the story that really enhances some of the, the story. Because if you don't know these things, um, then you don't sometimes the way they react seems like, why is that such a big deal? Um, and us western audience people we're, we love the greek method of thinking our entire society is based on the greek method of thinking right and so like logic if this then that cause and effect um and so what happens a lot of times is in fandoms we start to over apply that logic um and start going well science says blah 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 you know it's like when uh, the last jedi came out everyone's like well, those bombs shouldn't have fallen down because you're in space and there's no gravity in space. <laughs> Yet, meanwhile, there's all sorts of sound going on and <laughs> nobody seems to care <laughs> about that. Um, so it, it's like we our, our Western logical scientific brains sometimes do too much work, which is why I think I love Jojo so much because he doesn't care about that. It's more like crazy time is more metaphorical right it's like this if josuke understands something as part of him it won't work because that's just how he thinks and it's like his internal belief is oh well crazy doesn't diamond doesn't work on me therefore it can't work on me um because you know if you get real technical like the most outermost layer of your skin is already dead um your hair is dead your fingernails are dead so could he like make a bunch of fingernail bullets and steal Johnny's move, you know, three parts early. Uh, 
can he, you know, create hair traps by cutting off his pompadour into like horseshoe shaped boomerangs, then rebuilding it? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, if you get overly technical, opens up a can of worms. Yeah, you get overly technical, then I think it starts to to get weird. And then you would say, well, but Araki made it overly technical by having the dried blood attract herself. It's like, yeah, that's true. But he does what's convenient, you know, um, which is what storytellers do. And one of my favorite aspects about Araki is he, he will do what's convenient and not apologize for it. He does not care. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you call him out. He's like, I don't care. It's already published. I'm, I'm on to the next thing. I can't fix it now. <laughs> Uh, you, you say he can't heal things that are a part of himself. I raise you one. Okuyasu. Aw, that big dummy. Yeah. He, I feel like he's a part of Josuke. It's Josuke's heart. He heals his own heart when he heals Okuyasu. <laughs> Remember, people, he he likes uh, he likes uh, fashion, money, but he likes uh, Okuyasu over all that. Did you know there are people that don't like Okuyasu? I don't associate with those people yeah i mean there was one youtuber i was watching for a while and then he uh he talked about how how much he hated okuyasu and then also talked about how much he hated chie from persona 4 i'm like okay i'm done unsubscribe i can't i can't so (laughs) bad takes all around yeah i was like how could you be wrong so many times (laughs) (laughs) you think it'd be like a broken clock has to be right at least one time good grief (laughs) Uh, good grief, good grief. In this email, uh, Jevil Card also says, uh, do y'all think the amulet Jotaro sends Jolene looks either like Harvest or the beetle thing on the Requiem Arrow? I think it looks just like the beetle on the Requiem Arrow. I, I actually thought that he took the beetle off of the Requiem Arrow just to send it to Jolene. The amulet, but not the not the arrow part. No, yeah, it would have to be uh, the stand. It would have to be the stand arrow that he has not the requiem arrow oh god i don't i don't remember it that well <laughs> let me look let me see if i can find it real quick yeah <laughs> hmm see i'm i'm just imagining that like he's all like oh yes this this arrow that's a few hundred years old this magical you know artifact that can grant people you know possibly limitless power i'm going to break it apart and i'm going to send it in the mail um because okay it looks similar i'll grant you that but Mm -hmm. um i don't think so i i I really got the impression that that piece of the arrow was a different arrow that he found during his 90s quest to find all the arrows (laughs) all right i i can i can see that i'll accept that um and because i mean they found one in morio right uh there's one in italy but we know there are multiple because that's how uh Enyaba got all them stand users and so when polnareff and, and jotaro were out and about my my sense was and i don't know if i have anything to back this up on because now it's been a while since i've read part six but in my head it was like jotaro went to the speedwagon foundation and like took the smallest arrow piece he could have access to and just sort of slipped it out of there <laughs> He stole. Yeah, it. he's like, I gotta borrow this real quick. <laughs> I gotta break my dog. Jotaro really steals. <laughs> he's going to ignore the law. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot. He's going to ignore the law. Jotaro really ignores the oh, law. Oh man, that's why he ad- semi dignity. Yeah, well, that's why he admires Koichi so much because Koichi would never ignore the law. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but also it looking like Harvest, I didn't think it looked a whole lot like Harvest. I mean, like, I think it's just because it was striped. Well, I mean, you know, Araki's got an art style, so things do sometimes look the same. Yeah, it's it's like when you start part two and you're like, oh my god, is that like Dio? Or like, Dio's like grandkid when you see Caesar? Well, and I mean, things should look internally consistent. But it does, I mean, it does look a little bit like Harvest because it looks a little beetle-like and beetles look like that and um yeah it's got that sort of rigid line thing that's like always reminds me of uh dragon ball mm-hmm. <laughs> i uh also i don't think jotaro really held on to the uh the memory of shigechi that long and that hard <laughs> who <laughs> did he even meet yeah, he never even met him <laughs> no no he 
He never met him. <laughs> Josuke's like, yeah, we gotta get back for Shigechi. He's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Who? Who's Shigechi? <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, uh, and this wait, is wait, uh, wait, Jebel wait, Card's wait. last... Wait, now I'm thinking about this. <laughs> Jotaro's like, who are you talking about? And Josuke's trying to do, explain who Shigechi is. Yeah, he's like this four-foot-tall middle schooler, kind of deformed head that's the same size of his body, has spikes growing out of his head. Like, <laughs> had a stand that was like 800 beetles. <laughs> Jotaro's like, all right, if you're not going to take this seriously, no, 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 he's real. Right, Okuyasu? Yeah. Okay, I'm not believing Okuyasu. <laughs> Okuyasu is your is your backup data. Is that yeah, it? it's like when Okuyasu is your your uh, your alibi. It's it's not gonna go well. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh and this was this was Jevil Card's last email to us, which is the first email they sent us because I was doing this backwards. Uh, apologies. <laughs> it was uh, some episode ideas. Uh, discuss the religious influences. Uh, that we see in Jojo, you know, like how Diavolo uh, is devil, uh, Dio is God, Giorno, son of Dio, basically Jesus defeats the devil, uh, similar to what we had discussed in the uh, part five Hidden Conservative Messages episode. Uh, but yeah, you know, um, you know, it, it strikes me that like, you know, there's so much like reference to like uh, Christianity in the series and stuff like that, but it has no effect on any characters as far as we know. Hmm. Huh. Well, again, this is a Western Eastern thing, right? Um. How much time we got? Do I want to launch into my history of religion in Japan as much as I know of it? If we can get a, a crash I course. I mean, okay, so there's basically two primary religions in Japan. Three if you count Christianity, okay? Um, Shintoism... <laughs> and buddhism okay so shintoism is a uh a animistic religion meaning it believes that there's a spirit for everything um some famous japanese animistic spirits are like the toilet god um so there's a spirit like in charge of your toilets uh stuff like that so like literally everything's got a spirit right um and this this right. shintoism actually so are you do you know who marie kondo is Oh, yes, I do know who Marie Kondo is. Okay, so for listeners who don't know who Marie Kondo is, she's this uh, uh, Japanese, like, cleaning specialist. Uh, she has, like, a mini-series on Netflix. And her whole thing, which to some people seems sort of silly, is, like, you declutter your house to the maximum capacity. And uh, if you want to get rid of something, you, you vank it first, and then you, you throw it out, right? So, like, oh, I, I wore this sweater, but... You know, I don't really need it anymore. So thank you, sweater, for being a sweater. And then you, you get rid of it. Um, but then I read this article that really talked about the the cultural significance of that part. Because if you have this subtext of, you know, everything as a spirit, then if you're throwing things away, you, like, are throwing away spirits, right? Because all these objects have their own spirit. So you can't just throw it away. That would be disrespectful to the gods. <clears throat> And so in, in, it sort of reflects itself in portions of Japanese culture where they're sort of like hoarders. They don't get rid of anything. Um, and, and the person that wrote this article was talking about how when she was uh, working at a Japanese high school, you know, they had this closet full of these old VHS players. It's like, we don't need these. But it's like, well, uh, they're just reluctant to get rid of it because it's the subtext of this cultural background of Shintoism, right? And so... By addressing the object mm -hmm. and vanking it for the object, it kind of calms that undercurrent of Shintoism. Like, okay, I'm vanking the object for what it did. And therefore, I can now release it without feeling like I'm being ungrateful. Okay, so that's Shintoism. Um, and it's it's also one of those versions, what, what I call sort of a coin-operated religion. Um, it's like you don't have to, quote-unquote, believe <laughs> with deep faith. You just have to kind of perform the actions. Um, and that's good enough. So there's all, all sorts of like every anime that has like a festival and you're clapping at things and you're putting coins and stuff. And like, that's all part of the Shinto religion. And it's like, it doesn't really matter whether you are like a true believer. You just have to do them. Um, Buddhism, of course, is probably 
better known, um, you know, more about meditation, transcendentalism, all that kind of stuff. Um, and Buddhism was very popular amongst the samurai because it was not about adhering to the wills of God. It was about self, um, self-improvement. And in fact, a lot of Buddhism's popularity spread through both Chinese and Japanese warrior cultures because it was like, yeah, I have control over things. I can transcend myself and therefore by dedicated concentration and training, I can become the ultimate super warrior or whatever. I can become like a God myself. Um, <clears throat> so Christianity is, is very different than those, both of those. Um, it has a lot stricter adherence to the idea of like a true, true believer, true faith um, that an external God has created you and you must obey that God and follow his tenets and beliefs, um, in order to, to get to heaven. Um, and so I, I think you can see Iraqi is obviously very interested in, in Western culture and, and Western religion. And, and we, you can see that in, uh, what was that? Oh yeah. Part seven. Um, when Jesus was a character, <laughs> um, but I, he does play around with some of those themes. In particular, um, I think you see it the best in Pucci. Mm-hmm. Because Pucci is adhering to the commandments of a dead man, right? A, de- a dead yeah. man named God, by the way, um, in Italian. <laughs> and so, and, and of course he is a priest, but... but Beyond that, it's like his religious fanaticism and his adherence to the commandments of that person is really kind of what Araki's playing with with Pucci's theme. Um, and Pucci is is still one of the more compelling villains, I think, because he had such a rough life, and a lot of what he does comes from a desire to do good for humanity. Um, but but that's sort of. I mean, I I don't mean to get anybody offended by this, but, you know, a lot of sections of Christianity can be problematic in a historical context because, like, I'll, I'll here's a pretty safe one to talk about. The Spanish Inquisition. Uh, oh, hey, I think I might have been related to some people who went through that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Spanish Inquisition in, in which, uh, you know, the Roman Catholic Church would torture jews muslims and anyone who wasn't catholic into trying to become catholic and their their idea being of course like i have to save their souls so it's okay if they suffer physically because their eternal soul will be saved um you know doing the wrong thing for the right reason i think is a historically christian problem um people have used the religion to do all sorts of terrible things um and of course it's sort of i i guess i don't know i've been thinking a lot about a lot of this stuff lately. And I think, you know, Jolene's whole deal, like her perspective, her pr- position in the story is like, I'm supposed to fight you because I'm a Joe star, but I have not a lot of fondness for the Joe star portion of my family, you know, um, despite all of the wonderful fan arts and fanfics of her and old Joseph being bestest of buddies. We actually don't know if that's true. Yeah. All we really know of her relationship with the Joe stars is that she and Jotaro have a very strained relationship. Um, and so, you know, this, this it's a, it's a recurring theme in Jojo, right? Like the bloodline destiny, like you're a Joe star. Your, your destiny is to help humanity rise above and save the world. And, and yet like Jolene's really just trying to like get out of prison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's what it starts with you got all this <laughs> this destiny fate and everything it's like i'm just trying to leave just, yeah it's like like i was just trying to leave uh, i was just trying to like make out with this dude like that's all i was really that's all i was trying to get is, <laughs> you know she's just wanted a relationship like that was that was the beginning of her lo- of her story and she gets dragged into this thing um and it's like her motivation for stopping poochie is really just like um this doesn't seem right i'm, I'm gonna stop you but the the gravitas of someone like i don't know it's like when jotaro took it on you feel the weight of it because joseph's there with him right like passing that baton um and i think iraqi sort of intentionally makes it a little bit weaker and weaker each iteration after that i mean josuke is 
very related, but also is strained with Joseph. Um, Giorno doesn't even know any of that background. You know, he's acting out of his own will and destiny. And, and Jolene is sort of actively rejecting it in a lot of ways. And so I think it's sort of like, here's a bloodline story in which like the bloodline part is sort of confusing. Um, so like on the religious spectrums of those things, it's not really any of them. It's, it's sort of like just, I guess maybe a humanist perspective is, is this message just like, well, just kind of be yourself and, and you know, do the right thing when it comes in front of you. I don't know. I think I've lost my train of thought a little bit on this. <laughs> I mean, it was going at like, I don't know what's fast for trains. I was going to say 120 miles an hour, but I think that's actually slow for trains. <laughs> that's, that's, that's pretty fast for train, actually. Um, oh, okay. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I, do we see the Christi- Christianity aspects affect the characters? Yes, it affects Poochie a lot. Um, <laughs> I, I was kind of thinking more in the sense of like, um, <laughs> like, like how Rohan um, doesn't know where like the hands like send um uh what's what's the name a cheap trick but you know he says like oh well either way you're just going to hell or like how some characters just kind of know that hell exists mm. but it doesn't shake up any other fundamental aspect of how they conduct themselves you know yeah like uh yeah <laughs> like how Jorno literally sees his friend like float up into the heavens and he doesn't think to himself like wait heaven's real hmm right <laughs> That's true. Um, you know, that is interesting. Uh, Diavolo being the son of the devil, and you know the imply the implications there. Well, Diavolo has got another bag of issues. Which, if we have time, uh, I actually had a conversation with somebody <laughs> as a result of some random thing that happened to me, and I, I think I have a very inter- different take on Diavolo now uh, than I used to. But anyway. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that is actually a very interesting question. Uh, I mean, I, I think the the heaven imagery it works really well in an Italian story because the Italy, as we've said before, is very Roman Catholic, right? And and it's yeah. it's everywhere in its art and its culture. Like the way that sort of Shintoism and Buddhism permeate Japanese culture is the way that Catholicism permeates Italians. Um, it's just like it's hard to separate their that those aspects from it because it's just part of who of their cultural identity. So that kind of makes sense. And, and you know, again, with a lot of Western characters, uh, I mean, even you know, Caesar died under a cross, right? Yeah. Um, which is a a Christian symbol. So, but again, he was also an Italian character. So I think it's like I don't know who's the most Japanese character of that whole of the whole group. I mean. Jotaro saw Avdol, you know, float off into the heavens with Iggy. Oh, no, it was Polnareff who saw uh, Avdol float off into the heavens with Iggy. Yeah, that's French. Jotaro saw Joseph float off into the heavens. And I actually don't know Avdol's beliefs. I mean, theoretically Muslim. Yeah, I was I was going to say maybe he's Muslim, but there's nothing that confirmed it. <laughs> right? So, like, not only is it, like, there is an afterlife, or at the very least somewhere where you ascend to, but it is it does not discriminate over your beliefs. Well, and in Buddhism, and I, I'm not sure about Shintoism, I'm I'm fairly sure it, those are reincarnation religions. So, you know, they believe your spirit's just going to get reborn into something else. Mm-hmm. So in Jotaro's case, he could have seen a spirit float away, thinking that well, you know, Joseph's off to go do his next life or whatever. Um, or Tomoko. Oh God. um hmm. but i mean also like does that really you know how much is iraqi thinking and how much of it is just like you know shorthand for he dead here's the final message um you know i think iraqi very often deliberately avoids some of the japanese shorthand for things like uh you know in, in a lot of other anime you'll see a lot of blue fire um, and blue fire is like the traditional imagery for a ghost in Japan. Yeah, I, I have seen it in quite a few video yeah. games. Yeah, and so, like, you don't see a bunch of blue fire when, you know, you're right, it is very, like, Christian imagery. But maybe he just likes it better. I mean, he has all those, like, fancy art books that he looks at all the time, so. I mean, 
Yeah, he loves, you know, uh, Roman statues and Italian statues and art and stuff like that. So, you know, it doesn't surprise me in the slightest. Yeah. But again, he yeah. does play around with like the Shintoist um, stuff, like with the Rohan stories, right? Oh wait, have you got, have you done any of the Vespoke Rohan Kishibes yet? You can talk about them. So like one of them is literally a mountain god, like that's one of his enemies is a mountain god. That's that's like a Shintoist <laughs> thing. Um, you know, he he battles a, a yokai, a, a a demon. So he plays around with those. But then there's another story where. Um, you know, somebody's confessing to a Catholic priest and they're talking about a ghost haunting them. And um, and then one, he's pretty sure that he fought the god Hermes, like an avatar of the god Hermes, which an avatar is a uh, Hindu concept, but Hermes is a Greek god. So... <laughs> <laughs> you see, I, here's my theory on JoJo. Uh, every religion is real as long as you believe in it. Yeah, well, and it's it's sort of it's sort of the persona methodology, right? It's just like I don't know, they're all cool. Let's just use where I feel like it's gonna be cool. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I was gonna say because like you have to wonder how it all fits in with like the existence of vampires, pillar men, ghosts, zombies. Yeah, and I mean he <laughs> he just kind of does whatever he wants, um, which is fine. I mean, most of us aren't really thinking too hard about. You know the contradictory, and we know it's it's a manga, it's an anime. Like they just, it's not meant to be taken that seriously. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, that's that is interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, well, uh, the final few things in this email. Um, uh, that 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 that's so, messed uh, me up. Though I'm gonna be thinking about that for a few days, though. <laughs> you see, audience, this show even makes us think, even though this show is a prime example of me not thinking. Um, <laughs> So, uh, we have, uh, do some more Requiem stands in different, pri- in different parts. Trust me, you'll see that. Um, there isn't a, uh, <laughs> there, we don't go too many episodes between creating, like, a, like, a gold experience triple Requiem, or, like, uh, Echoes Act 16, you know? <laughs> we don't go too many episodes in between, uh, <laughs> doing something like that. Um, fun fact, Star Platinum was... Designed to look like a Pillar Man. Very cool. I actually thought he was a ghost of a Pillar Man. I thought he was a Wamu's ghost when I first saw him. Hmm. Yeah. I thought it was like one of those things where it's like, you know what? You were so honorable. Like, your grandson, boom, just going to be protecting him. Hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, and theories. It's a little thing. Uh, Kira didn't die. The original, the original David Bowie Kira dies because when the hand pulls Kira into them, it shows the Bowie Kira being pulled in kosaku kira isn't shown again so it's possible he came back to life uh went into mista because mista's eyes are black and so is kosaku's eyes uh basically mista is kira oh whole horse is also mista's dad (laughs) (laughs) that's a lot to take in in. i mean the man can only draw so well i guess (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I get what you mean. Um, when uh, like he it, went though. into the alley, yeah, I, I do like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When Kira went into the alley and all the hands are pulling him in, it was the blonde Kira. But when he got his head run over by the ambulance, it was Kosaku Kira. So I guess his. I thought it was just that his spirit died and his physical body died. Uh, I always saw it as representational. Like you had nowhere else to hide. Like everything's been peeled back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in life and in death. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, uh, audience, uh, don't forget to keep sending in uh, some more, uh, you know, emails. Uh, we'd love to go through them. We love going through them, in fact. <laughs> Even though it's going to make me think about uh, this for like three days, but it's all right. Oh, yeah. And eventually I'm going to have to play Danganronpa. So, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um,. Do you uh, want to hear my quick Diavolo thing? Go ahead. Okay, so um, I kind of stumbled into it. So the other day I was thinking about um, when I took uh, psychology in high school and how most people don't, most people mislabel m- multiple personality disorder. It's actually uh, dissociative identity disorder. And I used to like throw that fact around because I'm annoying. Um, and <laughs> I was thinking to myself, like, man, wouldn't it be interesting to actually see what a person like that is like? 
And I went, wait, this is 2020. YouTube exists. I could probably find that. Um, sometimes I forget I live in the future. And so I actually started going down this hole of like <laughs> YouTubers who have dissociative identity disorder. Like, cause I'm just curious, like what, what's the deal. Right. Um, mm-hmm. so something about DID, which is what they shorten it for is that, um, it's the result of, it's almost always the result of trauma. Um, something traumatic happens to you in childhood and your subconscious splits your personality into pieces in order to protect you and to keep you alive. Um, and oftentimes one of those personalities is what's called the trauma holder, literally the, the personality who exists to keep the memory of what happened to you. Um, and then the other personalities usually fall into like some diff- diff- varying categories of like the protector and the nurturer. And like each of these personality concepts exists in order to keep the whole person alive. Right. Um, mm-hmm. and, and what they call this is they call it a system. And there's even like a hierarchy within these systems sometimes. Like sometimes some people have up to 20 different personalities. Um, and they exist and interact with each other within this internal world. And there are people who are in charge and there are people who get in fights. And it's like it's like a whole thing, right? However, mm-hmm. one of the most interesting aspects of, of people with DID is that there isn't an original personality. Um, so I think the best example I've heard is like if you drop a bowl and you see all the pieces on the ground, right? Like there's no original bowl it's just the pieces right so and then furthermore the 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 personalities tend to choose names for themselves so that got me on my diavolo kick right so according Mm -hmm. to proper did that would mean that neither dopio nor diavolo is actually the original person Hmm. and that my throwaway comment, I think, like a few episodes ago, where I said maybe there was a third personality for for Diavolo, is actually not as far fetched as I originally thought. Like there are oftentimes multiple personalities that exist within the system that never present themselves forward, um, <clears throat> that only exist within the inner world to, to operate the other portions of it. And so the idea that Diavolo would have chosen his own name, I think, is very very interesting. Because that means he's intentionally calling himself the devil. Not that it was, you know, a weird name that his, you know, freaky mom gave him or that it's symbolic. It's just <laughs> literally like he chose to take that identity, which makes sense, given of, like what he is and who he what he does. And that also means that Dopio chose his own name of being like the second. And Dopio's like, you know, entire function within the personality system is that he keeps him hidden you know that's his job to be sweet unassuming friendly keeps you keeps the rest of the the system hidden from the rest of the world um so i think it's just it it really added a layer of depth to diavolo that i think is missed when you just think of it as like oh evil side good side uh devil man sweet boy that like these are intentional choices that these personality functions have made and that there could be more within. I mean, I, I often think about the fact that like the, the death mask that Moody blues makes doesn't look like either of them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, w- I was going to say, so purple, purple checkered shirt guy is uh the one that we're not seeing. Yeah. Yeah. The one, like when he's just, just a silhouette, right. Yeah. yeah, like there, there's a possibility that maybe there's a, a another personality that was really the boss, right? Like the one who did the day-to-day operations of running Passione. The guy in the suit. Yeah, the guy in the suit. And yet, like when it came down to throwing down with his stand abilities, it was Diavolo, that personality that had King Crimson and that was obsessed with, you know, getting all the power and everything. I don't know. It's, yeah, it's an interesting wow. possibility. I know we'll be going into a psychological deep dive on this episode of No Dignity. Yeah, well, I hit religion already, so why not psychology? <laughs> Let's get to politics. No. No. <laughs> no, no. We can't. Not here. <laughs> not yet. It may happen. Not yet. 
Oh my god. Oh, that was so much. My brain is like on overload. I have to decharge with some memes. All right. Let's let's do it. Yeah, meme of the week. All right. So, uh my meme uh on Instagram, I love this. It's by uh, Jotaro Pop on Instagram. That's all one word, Jotaro Pop. Um it is Koichi being crushed down into the floor. Uh, with a man angrily clasping a burger into his face, saying, you gotta try it, bro. <laughs> uh, some good Just, stuff. He is, he, he is crushing that burger. It is unrecognizable. But I, I love it because it's it's a bit sweet, you know, where he's like, dude, this burger's so great, you gotta try it. But on the other hand, he is literally crushing him into the floor. And I can imagine that this is a daily occurrence when Okuyasu wants Koichi to... Uh, Try the latest 1999 uh, McDonald's special. <laughs> you know, uh, whatever specials they had in 1999. <laughs> um, okay, well, we said politics. I guess I'll, I'll share this one. I can't find the original poster, so no dignity for me. But um, And I sent this to you a while ago, but it, it's a, um, a three-panel meme from, I think, is Aladdin the Animated s- Series. And uh, there's like this oh, okay. ghosty thing. It says, I am the Oracle. I can answer any question you ask. And then Aladdin says, is funny Valentine Democratic or Republican? Any question but that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's true. We never know. They never say. They never say. They never he say. doesn't even say his stance on the Civil War. Or at least I don't think. So we wouldn't know about that either. Mm, did he fight in it? No, his dad died in it. His dad yeah, his dad died in the Civil he, War. So at the very least, we... He looked like a Union soldier, right? I think his dad was a Union soldier. I think so. I think he's Northern. I... Possibly. Huh. <laughs> I don't know. American politics is weird. There's party switching and everything back in the 60s. I had to read about that. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, 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 no. Like, a yeah, a an 1800s Republican is very different from a 2020 Republican. <laughs> Uh, Lincoln Extremely. Lincoln was Republican, so let's just get let that set in. Um <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, we've we've done it. We've we've tackled psychology, religion, politics, um <laughs> uh McDonald's, it, everything you could ever if want. If you if you are still listening at this point, um and we have not offended you, then you you are like us and, and maybe you're a good candidate for our Patreon. Uh, at patreon.com slash no dignity podcast uh, where you can uh, you know contribute help us out keep uh, keep the show going up and uh, have better access to us to get your sweet thoughts on the air or to get me thinking about them for three days straight uh, I'll I'll take a look I'll get real excited and I'll call them in a high-pitched squealy voice <laughs> It happens. Uh, what else? What? What's the hip socials, man? Hip socials. All right. So if you uh, want to find us on social media, you can find us on Instagram at no underscore dignity underscore podcast. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at no dignity pod, and you can email us any questions, inquiries, or anything of the sort at no dignity podcast at gmail dot com. Uh, I've been Alejandro Vargas. You can find me at a squid TV on YouTube. A Squid V on Instagram and A Squid TV on Twitter. Uh, recently, I've actually made two videos. What do you know? I did something. Um, just a few things on leaving UCSB uh, back in March due to COVID uh, and getting back home uh, and how the world was very different just six months ago. Yeah. God, uh, I felt emotional. It, it, it's actually very, very interesting. Um, it's like mini docu-series. So um, if you are yeah. curious about one person's perspective on everything that's going on i i highly recommend it i enjoy it um a lot i mean i have to say that i'm here but still i actually do really enjoy it so go check it out uh my stuff more and more of me is all at sil zero media.com that's s-i-l-z-e-r-o um not a lot to announce officially there yet doing a lot of behind the scenes work um also been very distracted watching um i got a verve account so now i just watch anime oh too much just watching anime all day during quarantine yeah actually i've been watching well the one i just finished is um bloom into you it's probably the most opposite of jojo you could get 
but I don't know. <laughs> Those sweet, sweet love stories just keep me keep me nourished in these dark times. I don't even know how opposite JoJo would go. I've been doing the Chad thing to do during quarantine, and I've learned how to play electric guitar. Ah, uh, yeah, that sounds about right. Hey, did you know I, that I can... um, Otoishi actually didn't know uh, how to do a power chord? And he wanted to be like Hendrix? Ugh, no dignity. To be continued. <laughs> 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 <laughs>